Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and... We have a special guest from AOPA. It happens to be Tom Haynes. He's going to help us navigate the latest aviation news and information today on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, Dennis, welcome. Uh, Tom, uh, double welcome to you. Uh, because, you know, this has been a crazy week. I mean, we had Top Gun Day. And the fact that we have you uh, just a couple days after Top Gun Day, I, I just I, I pinch me. I must be dreaming. Are you, were you as, as excited as as everybody else was, or am I overreacting slightly? What do you think? Well, there could be some of that, but I got to say, you know, I love the movie. It was very inspirational, and um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing the new one. I I got to say, and I think pilots all over are going to get excited about it, and probably uh, have big watch parties and do do a lot of cool stuff. So it, it'll be fun. We, I we agree. Were talking about I am about taking our whole staff out to see it. Well, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to the new one, but I got to say, I didn't know Top Gun Day was a thing. Evidently, it was this past May 13th on Wednesday. And, uh, and, and you know, you're supposed to do all this stuff on social media. And, and I got to say, you know, I, I know a lot of aviation enthusiasts are huge Top, uh, top Gun fans. I mean, the reason that uh, Ed, Captain Ed's not with us today is he's still celebrating. He is such a fan of Top Gun. I mean, I don't know where he is, but he, you know, he's doing something with Goose and uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, Go- Iceman, uh, Slider, he, Hollywood. He's doing all kinds of nutty stuff and hungover from all of the festivities, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, to me, it just looks like a big, uh, you know. I have a feeling the theaters and and the. Uh, what Paramount is that? Who does that movie? They're a little bit behind this whole effort, or is that just me? Or is it really a thing? I mean, you, Tom, what do you? Are you? Were you getting a ton of calls about Top Gun Day uh, this past week, or no? Well, we got one important one actually from Paramount. Uh, oh. who asked us to uh, participate in, and um, they provided some uh, downloads for us for the the original movie that we could put out on social media and challenge our, our, our viewer, our listeners and watchers to uh-huh. um, basically put out some quotes, uh, their favorite quotes from the original movie, right. and all other kinds of, uh, of things. Obviously they're looking for the marketing exposure for the new film, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, so yeah, that was, that's my closest brush, I guess with, uh, with Top Gun day. Okay. Well, so it could have come from the, you know, from the production company, but who knows? And maybe it's a really a uh, thing. I don't know, Dennis. What do you know about this? Anything? Well, it, it, I know that I feel old now, realizing it's been thirty years since that movie mm. hit the theaters. I wow. mean, I was graduating yeah. high school when that movie came out, and it's still such an important part of our pop culture. I mean, there isn't a pilot around that doesn't get in an airplane and go. I need. To, I feel the need. The need for speed. You mm-hmm. know, right. <laughs> Yes, they are doing that, and, and I, I know you're into that. You know every quote from the, you know, from the movie Top Gun, right? Or do you? Well, just you can be my wingman anytime, Greg. Okay, here we go. 
So, you know, I mean, uh, the main thing you were supposed to do, I guess, is walk around with aviator uh, sunglasses all right. all day or wear a flight jacket, you know, some wings. I don't know. I, I didn't see anybody doing that. I mean, mo- most of the people around me, you know, hell, some of them weren't even wearing masks. I mean, come on, people. You, you know, mean you didn't send your Zoom background to the uh, the three F eighteens uh, from the trailer and use that as you go into your company meetings now and well, you're Maverick. You know, uh, there you you could have done that, but no, I did not see that. I did get that uh, picture you sent me though, Dennis, of the uh, face mask that looked like you were wearing. Well, that was a uh, was that an F F fourteen or what was it? It was actually it was an F fourteen face mask that somebody has made into one a a, a, a face mask that you can wear when you're socially isolating. Right. Yes. Uh, did you get that in time for Top Gun Day, or did, was you know, it, it came? My, my wife said you're not spending twenty dollars on a face <laughs> oh! mask. Here's, here's this one for free. Well, hey, it's my birthday today, so feel uh, free. But Father's Day is coming. Let's hope. Okay, so you're gonna wait yeah. till Father's Day to send me one. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll leave it at that. All right. So uh, anyway, hopefully you celebrated accordingly, or now that you know you missed it, uh, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> It just depends on your perspective, I guess. But uh, I think we all look forward to the new one for sure. And, uh, you know, when that comes out is anybody's guess at this point, uh, too. Do, do they have an official release date? Does anyone know? Or yeah, it's they, classified. We right. can tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. Yeah, I knew that was coming. All right. Well, you know, who knows? They might have to push it back because of all this coronavirus stuff. I think they've done it once already, but it'll be out when it gets out. Yeah, and of course, could be it's going to go direct to Netflix. You know, yeah, it'll just it might. be a streaming film because nobody can go to the movies anymore. Yeah, no, we're, we need to watch it in IMAX. You need to watch it on the big screen and have the audio, to, the full immersive experience. I agree. Yeah, that's we, a movie. We are owed show. that. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, uh, but you know, then we'll want it on Netflix so we can watch it more. You know, after we see it in the big theaters. But, uh, okay, so that's one issue that we've uh, covered today. Another thing, you know, Tom obviously is kind of a big deal, and I don't even mean that sarcastically. He really is. I mean, uh, Forbes quoted you in their uh, magazine this past week, right? What were they uh, talking to you about uh, there, Tom? Uh, Yeah, it was a story on Forbes Online about uh, what's happening with general aviation, kind of the return of general aviation, people getting back into the air again, and what what the future might look like. Uh, I think the trigger for it was the announcement last week or about 10 days ago that um, EAA was uh, canceling AirVenture for this year, the big air show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Right. And so this reporter from Forbes picked up on that and um, was asking me about, you know, what does that mean um, for the, the rest of the summer and other events? And means and, it's uh, going to suck for us. That's what it means. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It means all my plans have been canceled. I, I'm guessing you articulated a little differently than that, though. Or, or I mean, what was your? Uh, how did you answer that to him? Well, we're we're all pretty disappointed, mm-hmm. obviously, because it is sort of the highlight of the summer for a lot of pilots, and uh, always look look forward to it at least for the first three or four days. You know, by the time you get to the second half of the week, it's like, eh, okay, maybe I'm ready to go again. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, and yeah, no, it's it's a good time. But uh, you know, I think. The, pilots are starting to come back into the air. Um, you know, I was uh, talking to a pilot in Florida today uh, who uh, went flying uh, a Jack Brown seaplane base. Uh, they just opened up uh, and they're in Winter Haven. And so he went flying with them and had a, a, a fantastic time. They're, they're doing proper things. 
like uh, sanitizing everything, reducing the number of students that are in their ground school classes so they got social distancing and mm-hmm. uh, cleaning the airplanes after every flight and, and doing everything they can to, to be safe. Right. Uh, we at AOPA are just in the process of releasing in the next few days. Actually, if you look around, you can probably find it on our website early, but it's a document that we prepared on guidelines for returning to flight, specifically for flight schools as sort of best practices uh, on how to bring your flight school back online in a safe kind of way and to continue to do the right things from a safety standpoint uh, so that you can can keep the school open and don't have a flare-up associated with your school. Because all it takes is one customer or one of your employees uh, who gets sick in the midst of it all, and then you know the whole thing can come off the rails because then you got a, a bunch of people have to self isolate mm-hmm. and self quarantine that sort of thing, and so um, you can really come uh, set yourself back if you're not careful. Sure, about how you bring everything back online. Yeah, Ed and uh, Keith from Flight Training Professionals. Obviously, they're not here today because they are uh, operating, but they have put in some uh, crazy protocols that they're you know trying to manage best they can. And uh, right. so far, so good for them. But yeah, I mean, uh, that would be a nightmare for any flight school uh, or any aviation company, period, that, you know, uh, something falls through the cracks and something happens, then you got to kind of shut down again. And nobody wants that. You know, we yep. want to have more access to be, you know, see, keep having things open up. And, right. and you know, the 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 flying club or, or the school that you're talking about, they, they fly those... Uh, of amphibians or what is just seaplanes? What are those things? What do you call them? Uh, well, they they fly uh, J three Cubs and Super Cubs, and I think maybe a mall on uh, on straight floats. Yeah. So okay. They're, okay. They're, Float planes. They're, Got they're it. not. Yeah. They typically are. Theirs are not typically uh, amphibious, so they're just on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, All right. Uh, so they, you know, after each flight, they jump into the lake, wash off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have right. a unique situation. No, I, I'm guessing that's not. Uh, quite accurate, but what do I know? But uh, but look, a, a lake a lake full of highly chlorinated water, perhaps. Yeah, they we, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, the, the solution water. to pollution is dilution. So just put a mooring ball out, and you have to swim to shore when you're done. Okay. <laughs> well, there's that. There's a little decontamination going on. Right. Get a little scrub. Throw it. Give yeah. them a bar of soap. Okay. Meet you back at shore. Twenty seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever you got to do, uh, just do it. Keep yourself safe. Keep everyone else safe so we can continue flying. Now we're going to talk more about uh, the latest news and information when it comes to things opening up, uh, especially not just in your local area, but flying state to state. That's coming up next right here on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Colonel, with all due respect, that new jet is a death trap. It's the 1950s. Everything's a death trap. Now have three martinis, a pack of smokes, and get in that plane. This is Just Flying Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out. All right, so as we navigate uh, getting back in the air after the coronavirus, slowly but surely states across the country are opening, but we still have this big problem of uh, crossing state lines, and we're hearing all these stories about uh, you know, flying, uh, uh, you know, one state to the next. The next thing you know, either your home state or the place you're going to and says, oh, well, you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Florida. You're, you're flying in where? Oh, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days. Is it is that starting to uh, soften a little bit, all, all this craziness, state to state type stuff yet, Tom? Are we still uh, in, in no man's land when it comes to that type of thing? What do you think? I think it's getting better. We're seeing uh, far fewer reports of that. Uh, we actually put a document up on our website uh, about 10 days ago that is a state-by-state guide. Uh, for It's a resource for pilots. If you're wanting to look at what's happening in your state or you're planning to fly to another state, you can go there and look at what the guidelines are for that particular state. And we're updating that document uh, every time we find out new information about a particular state. So um, that that has been very popular with pilots as they're trying to sort those kind of questions out. The problem is, you know, we can't, we at AOPA can't give you a definitive answer because the answer varies a lot depending on the local community that you're flying into or out of. Right. And so you kind of have to do some sleuthing and figure things out on your own. 
Um, it does feel like though that the the uh, we only saw a few play aggressive uh, situations anywhere where authorities were really giving pilots a hard time. It wasn't happening all that often, near as we could tell. Yeah, and we're hearing less and less about it. So I think uh, people are able to go out and and fly without a lot of hassles in most cases. Um, you know, I would. Uh, Florida has been very aggressive about people from New York. I'm not sure where that stands right now. Uh, New York and New Jersey area. I'd be careful in a few cases like that, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly if you're flying around within your own state, no deal. Uh, you can do that easily. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, we still have the, you know, the issue in Florida with people coming uh, down from up north, but I think that's more on the commercial side of things. I, I think oh. the GA folks are kind of skating through a little bit from what I've been hearing. They're not like policing it as uh, strictly as they may, you know, like at or- Orlando International Airport. Uh, but, you know, and you're not even hearing much about that at this point, really. But I know they are watching for that and knowing if they're coming in from New York, for instance, that uh, they get some extra screening or at least they give them a uh, a piece of papers like, hey, uh, you need to do this, this and this. And then mm-hmm. they probably throw it in the trash and move on and do something else. Who knows what's going on there? I don't know. But, uh, you know, so far, so good. Florida seems to be holding in or holding up well, at least in the first week or so of our soft opening as one of the states that are doing just that. So let's hope it just progresses that way and and, and we can kind of get through some of that. Because, like you said, it, it is so crazy from not even state to state, but from area to area. For instance, you know, last week you heard. You know, L.A. Say, saying they're going to be closed down for three months. Yeah, California is supposedly starting to open up our uh, areas now. I'm like, wh- who, you know, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's it's not even state to state anymore. It's like county to county or FBO to FBO. You got to just make sure, I guess, where you're flying. You make some calls in advance that, so you know what to expect. Is that pretty much it, Tom? Yeah, read the online uh, resources and try to get a sense of, of of what's going on. Maybe call the destination airport and find out what the situation is there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the good news is people are flying. We have seen, while air, airline traffic continues to be way down, about 65% below normal from an air traffic standpoint. Uh, well, actually, a total traffic is down about 65%. Airline traffic is down 70 75%. Number of passengers going through TSA screening is down by 95%. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's However, nuts. GA is actually ticking up a little bit. Um, our report, we do, I see a re- weekly report out of our DC office and GA ops were within 20% uh, last weekend of what they would normally be for this time of year. Wow. Um, so Ooh. much, much more uh, closer to normal than the airline world. Uh, and so that's a, that's a good sign that we're seeing pretty good activity out there. I mean, just anecdotally, what I've been hearing, like when I talked to Ed and Keith at the flight school is that there is a lot of flight training going on and people are going out to their local airport just to, you know, get out and fly around a little bit, but they're not doing a lot of trip type stuff. Are you seeing that kind of, you know, thing going on as well, or is it not that specific? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's right. It's probably a lot of local flying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of a lot of people who are planning big trips because you just it's the uncertainty of hotels, restaurants, right, uh, being open and all that sort of thing. If you're planning, uh, you know, taking an airplane on a trip, so I think it is just local stuff. Pilots are just anxious to get out and aviate, yes. and so uh, flying around the patch or uh, going over to the place where there's an airport restaurant that happens to be open for carryout. And uh, maybe getting some carry out and sitting on the picnic table or something like that is uh, about the only experience we can have these days. But 
hey, it's better than sitting at home, that's for sure. Oh, I, tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so true. Uh, Dennis, have you been flying at all this week or just putting on your aviators and annoying your friends in your neighborhood? Well, um, I haven't personally been flying this week, but uh, my son did take the airplane out. Uh, he didn't want to drive an hour and a half to go help some friends do some work on their cars. Instead, he flew to the local airport. So we're it's not really holding us down too much, but uh, we're not going very far either. Right. Yeah, just keeping uh, proficient. Uh, in your exactly. Moon 201. What about you, Tom? You've been flying yourself at all? Or are you just too busy well, trying to keep everybody else safe? <laughs> I haven't flown in uh, quite a number of weeks until um, just uh, last week, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I finally, after uh, the better part of five months, picked up my airplane at the shop that had been doing um, the bird strike repair, which I think we talked about that in, a, in an earlier show, mm, and yeah. the engine overhaul. So the uh, overhaul is finally done. Wing repair has been done for quite a while and uh, they test flew it at the shop and all was good with a couple of minor tweaks they had to fix and so i picked it up and flew it for about an hour uh, so i have had a little bit of a fix but i'm anxious to get back up again uh, airplane ran great it's very smooth and it's fast and um now which plane uh, so is that your the bonanza or yeah that's my bonanza right okay uh, i had a, they yeah. an io550 continental engine that had an overhaul in the last few months right. so it's uh, it's all doing well. So you just went on a flight for an hour. You didn't land anywhere else and just kind of came back to your home airport or what? Yep. I picked it up uh, at a neighboring airport, Hagerstown, Maryland. And I put it, it's only a 15 minute flight down here to Frederick, Maryland, where we are. But I wanted, because it, this is still part of the break in process for the engine, I needed on this second uh, flight hour to fly a specific profile right. uh, in order to help break the engine in. So I took me about an hour. Um, so I f- was up about an hour and landed back at Frederick and tucked it away in its hangar for the first, and like I said, like five months. So there you it was go. Nice to see it there. It got a little bit of his uh, aviation fix in there, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just writing about it all the time. God bless him. All right, look, we got more stories to navigate next right here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And also from AOPA, helping us out today is uh, Tom Haynes. All right, so look, there's been a story circulating out there this week uh, that obviously is, you know, part of the whole coronavirus nonsense. And and all the airlines is, you know, Tom, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, traffic is down 95% on commercial travel around the world. It's insane. And all the airlines are reeling from how they're going to be profitable or how long it's going to take for them to get back to normal. And, um, but, but this story might be, a, I don't, I can't even believe it's uh, true uh, because, uh, you know, Dennis sent this to me. It's from Qatar Airways. And what happened, Dennis? Well, a pilot for Qatar Airways was, you know, unfortunately laid off. Uh, she was not needed anymore, and they sent her a nice little letter letting her know that, you know, your severance will be five days worth of pay. You're oh, fired! 
Okay. Oh, and by the way, yeah. you remember that training contract you signed when you came to work for us that, you know, where we would pay for you to become a pilot and you have to stay with us for so long? Well, yeah. you still owe us $162,000. What? <laughs> that is, well, first of all, Tom, is that, that seems a little uh, uh, expensive. Is that typical for a commercial airline pilot? It would cost you the, like uh, almost two hundred grand. And no, that that would not be unheard of. Wow! Uh, I mean, okay. think about when some of the kids going to Embry Riddle and some of the schools here from you know zero time okay. up to all the ratings and and uh, type ratings and everything you need to fly a jet. I I could see how he could wrap up the better part of of two hundred grand. Well, they they do have this scholarship program. I I looked it up from Qatar, and they have a lot of people, especially from their country, that go through this program. But that is a kicker uh, in the butt uh, at the bare minimum because they obviously laid off this pilot because of the coronavirus and then said, oh, by the way, also it was for the flight training. Uh, that just doesn't – it can't be right. I mean, I don't know. I don't live there. Maybe that's how, just how they roll in Qatar. You know, what, what do you think, Tom? Well, I guess the oil business is way off too. So much yeah. of the nation uh, is hurting on on all fronts, and so they're looking for every revenue source yeah. they can get. I they got to recoup some funds, maybe. <laughs> Just God bless the USA. I guess is the moral of that story, or do your flight training here. Hopefully, we'd never do that. Read the fine print in your contract. Well, or that. <laughs> There's that too. All right. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's rattling back there? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know what this thing is. My controls. Roger that. Does that tow bar come loose? Well, I don't know. Is, is, this, is this the tow bar? Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, the bag. Sorry. No, it's all right. I got it. Sorry. I got it. <laughs> Peanut brittle. Could this day get any better? Oh, 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 no! Get the tow bar off the yoke! No, it's stuck between the seat! I got it! I got it! Oh! oh, oh. Stay with us, Gus! Oh, my God, those cheekbones. You look like JFK Jr. Oh, he looks like JFK Jr. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, put it on autopilot. Put it on autopilot. There is no autopilot. This is a lawnmower with wings. Well, you fly remote control planes. Do what you do there. I crash them. That's why I buy them all the time. Oh, 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 I was wrong. I don't want to die this way. Oh, I'll settle for a nice, boring death at ground level. Well, technically, we will be dying at ground level. Oh, yes. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we're good. All right, just so you know, I completely kept my cool through that whole thing. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. All right, so we got this other story. Unfortunately, uh, somebody died, and that's never good to hear. But this is kind of a... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what we're going to learn from this story, but it involved a uh, Southwest. What was it? A seven thirty seven airplane, right? Yeah, that's the only airline airplane that. Oh, Southwest that's right. Flies. That's, that's what they roll with, and and basically they realized after they landed that they had hit a person or saw the guy or what happened exactly, Dennis? 
That's really sums it up pretty close. Uh, yeah. The pilots, uh, you know, were doing a, it was a relatively short flight. I think they just flew from like Dallas to to Austin, Texas, and on landing, they thought they saw a person on the runway. I mean, on the actual runway, and they they think that they may have hit him. They weren't certain, uh, but when they taxied in, they they rushed, shut the field down. And of course, airport personnel went out, and unfortunately, there was a deceased individual on the runway. Wow! Uh, so it took a few days to. It, it turns out it was not an airport employee; it wasn't uh, a maintenance worker. Uh, so there, there's still a lot of questions to be answered about uh, how the person got there, how they got access to it. Was he a stowaway on a previous flight and walking around? Was it someone that jumped the fence? Was it someone that didn't want to pay the high high fare and was just going to try to sneak? We don't know. Yeah, but uh, wait but a minute. Hold on. They, they said they saw him when they were landing. So he was alive then, or was he just laying down on the runway, or do we know? We don't really know. Uh, hmm. They're waiting for the coroner's report, but uh, odds are that he was probably standing there, and they, they clipped him with the uh, the nacelle. If you saw pictures of the airliner hmm. afterward, uh, one of the engine's uh, nacelles was pretty badly banged up. Yeah, so. I did see that, which made me think, right. like, Golly, how I don't I'm shocked that a person could even do that to a an engine because it was like banged up big time. But uh, yeah. but if you saw a plane coming down the runway, you would you surely you would see them, and you, I would think you'd have plenty of time to get out of the way. Um, are you with me on this? I think Tom, the squirrels or? would do that too when they see headlights coming down the road, right. and yet, yeah, but it's not a squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, who knows what's going on? I mean, maybe they meant to have this happen and that's the way it want to go out. Who knows? I mean, it's a tragic yeah. situation from that standpoint, but it's it just like, it kind of brings you back to the question though. Why, why the heck was a person out there? And, and secondly, I mean, if they wanted to be there is one thing, obviously they got onto the uh, property, but uh, how did he do that? Because I thought these things were all fenced in and you weren't. Uh, able to get on a runway. What do we know? You're about asking that? all of the questions that uh, are being asked right now of the Austin mm. airport because yeah. they have a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, is that a common problem with having people jump fences and, and go onto that? Tom, I don't hear this very often. Do you? No. I mean, every once in a while you'll hear about uh, usually somebody who is, uh, you know, inebriated or right. in otherwise uh, some kind of condition will wander find their way onto an airport some way, sometimes in a car. We've certainly heard about that a few times where somebody went up on an active taxiway or something in a car. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, typically it's not somebody on a runway because, as you said, certainly you could see and hear it and get out of the way. I believe it did happen at night, but regardless, um, you could still get out of the way. Yeah. The, the position of the damage to the engine nacelle, it was right, right there on the leading edge of the nacelle, suggests that the person was probably standing because it's fairly high up on the nacelle. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you almost wonder if it was a suicide right? or um, somehow was the person scrambling. I don't know what speed they were going when they were hitting him, but it, maybe he was even a stow, stow, a, a stowaway on that airplane if they were going, had slowed way down and mm -hmm. had somehow been in the wheel well, because you hear about that from sometimes. Sometime. Right. Well, yeah, if but they wouldn't have seen him. If he was uh, still away on that particular plane, they, well, unless he was in the nose gear and kind of rolled out and stood up and and then got whacked by the engine, so I, I, well, I, I think that's pretty unlikely. But yeah, yeah, you know, he speculating he like everybody else. Well, right? true, he could have crawled out up on the wing, and it would have been like one of those Twilight Zone shows. <laughs> 
You're like, hey, how you guys? Welcome to Austin. And then, yeah. whoops. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's sad. But, you know, let's, let's assume he walked out onto the runway. I mean, is the airport liable at all in this type of stuff? Or, I mean, or they just have to put in different type of security? Or has there been any kind of precedent in that regard when it comes to this type of stuff? Well, definitely, as uh, as Dennis was alluding to, the airport management is is definitely under scrutiny right now to uh, understand how is it that somebody got out there unless unless he was a stowaway on one of the airplanes, right? Why is this person out there? Yeah, and how did he get there? And what sort of a security breach was that? Um, and so they're definitely, uh, I'm sure, having all their security protocols examined and all their access gates and the fencing and everything else is is being looked at very carefully to understand how this happened because it. You know, it really does not happen very often, and uh, this one obviously was was tragic. Uh, so the, the, they have a lot of explaining to do. Yes, got a lot of explaining to do for sure. Now, uh, you know, but you know, look, if somebody wants to get to some place bad enough, they usually find a way. Uh, and, and you know, the fact that Air Venture and Sun and Fun has all been canceled uh, this summer and kind of putting a little damper on our aviation fund and you know, they're trying to do things like sun and fun at the end of this month, we'll have their virtual uh, air show and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And they've been doing some cool stuff online leading up to it. Uh, however, um, I was talking to Tom during the commercial break and he said for Oshkosh for air venture, they uh, actually, yeah, there's some pilots saying, well, we're going to go anyway. <laughs> and, and it was like, I guess they got the, uh, I mean, Hi. yeah, it was like, okay, it's canceled. There's not going to be an air show or anything or vendors and food and thousands and thousands of people necessarily. But, but you're getting reports that there's some, some private pilots that are just going to go out to Oshkosh anyway that week and just say, Hey, we're here. We're going to yeah, well, camp or whatever. Well, there's certainly that discussion. We'll see what actually happens when the when the week gets here. But a lot of people are pretty frustrated that uh, EAA chose to to cancel, which I think they made the right decision uh, in in the name of safety and the fact that you know they really would have to be putting their infrastructure in place now. Yeah, and it's definitely not safe now. Although by the time late July rolls around, might be a different story. But people are a lot of discussion online, social media, that sort of thing. People talking about not kosh and non-kosh um, <laughs> events like that where they're talking about showing up there that week and flying in and some of them are talking about camping and everything else uh there's all but there's been also been reports that uh, ea is prepared for this and camp Schuler, Schuler, uh is going to be uh, well patrolled and nobody's going to be allowed over there because they don't have the permits from the city that actually owns the property mm. to allow people to camp over there during this week because well the event's been canceled right so um We'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people who live in the region, Dennis, um, might might actually show up and at least go do a touch and go or, or land and get out of the airplane. Because like me, I, I've been to Oshkosh, this is probably my 30th year of going. Uh, and so it, it's kind of a rite of passage every year. Yeah. And to miss it is, is you know, it's, it's kind of painful. It's so a drag. I can understand people wanting to go and. Oh, I that, do. You know, uh, that moment, but, that communal moment. Do they have some infrastructure there all year round? Where, like, you there would if you were to fly over there, uh, even this weekend. I mean, is there a place? Where Oshkosh you could, is a big airport with commercial yeah. airline service. Basler Turbo Conversions is there. 
EAA's got their museum that's open year round. But it, um, but is there a an overnight camping area that's open year round too? No, or they, no? yeah, they got the Hilton Garden Inn right on the field. Well, you can taxi <laughs> right up to it. That would be an interesting uh, campsite. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, you, you could fly I'll send in you there pictures, Greg, and park and just go to the local hotel. Is what you're saying? Then you could do right. that. Okay, yeah. you don't have to camp uh, per se. Right. But hey, if you, you I mean. How are they going to know if you just decide to, you know, live in your plane for the weekend? Are they going to check you? I mean, oh, Probably what are you doing in there? I bet they are on high alert for that. Yeah, week. they yeah. might be. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm just working on the plane, getting ready to fly. I'll be out in an hour. Why are you under the covers and half naked? Uh, oh, it's just how I prefer to fix my baby here. All right. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Where are we? Are we in LA? No, we're in North Dakota, and only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. You're not one of them. Wanna fly, 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 can I vibe, 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 on fly, 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 on get live, yeah. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And also from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. All right. So um, we got to get some drone news in because uh, we're almost out of time. And it's, it's just what we do sometimes. 
here on Just Plain Radio. How are drones going to save us from the coronavirus? Well, in Syracuse, New York, I don't know, if Tom, if you guys have covered this, but they're using drones to uh, disinfect the uh, local arena. Have you seen this? Well, I've seen them using drones to disinfect various things. I hadn't seen the specific one uh, for, for the arena, but that'd be a pretty creative way to go about it. Yeah, they get the, the drone flying around in the, you know, the basketball arena, and it's uh, right. you know, misting uh, goo all over the all over the seats that uh i guess disinfects them i i don't yeah. i would i would like to actually see that i would prefer them do that when everybody's there and you just oh, you know you're, so you're saying pastor that there there are not uh, uh, uh people in the seats no they're not they're not it's an empty okay. arena but they're disinfecting the arena with a drone and a guy you know he's like at the middle of the basketball court with a tether to this drone and i think he has like a little ball at the end of the the tether and he just squeeze it and it go and it, it blows the, you know, uh, I, I was some sort of mass sterilization yeah, effort. Or something. Exactly. He's spraying the, you know, the disinfectant uh, stuff. Right. <laughs> Who knows what it is? Uh, it looks like a hell of a lot of fun, but I think they ought to have all the people in there and then just, you know, instead of the kiss cam, they fly the drone over them and, you know, okay, you're good the dis- to go. The disinfect, the disinfect cam. Yeah. I like right. That. I mean, you clean, know, clean cam. This is why I'm not in charge of these type of things, but you know, <laughs> if they hey, would only if they would only ask us, right. right? I mean, come on, really? But uh, I don't know, Dennis. What do you think? You think uh, that's a creative way to use a drone? You think we're going to see some more of this type of stuff for real? Yeah, we're actually starting to see it. Maybe not so much in the flying drones, but there's been a number of articles about companies that have developed little robotic drones that are equipped with a bunch of uh, ultraviolet lights that they can run down the aisles of an airliner and have the little arms extend out to disinfect the seats and tray tables and things like that so that they can automated, uh, you know, automatically disinfect an entire airliner in like 20 minutes. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and and if they've, you know, they're they're going to... They're, they're going to scan you and then they're going to, you know, if they realize like, Ooh, we got a hot one and then, you know, it's going to, and then it'll there's already the been you know, tests of that infrared cameras on the drones being flown over crowds, uh, you know, looking for people that have telltale elevated temperatures um, and using that as a way to screen. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. been experimented on a, on a local level already. Well, when they mm. find them though, it'll be like Terminator and they'll just zap them and mm, zap you know, them. Yeah. Yeah. They'll disintegrate <laughs> and then, all right, all clear, you know, all right, it'll make for a good movie. Maybe not. Again, that's yeah. why they don't ask you for suggestions on how to handle this. Well, see, you know, Top Gun people, the Paramount people should be uh, calling us right now. I know they're writing down all of them. They're taking notes. Yeah. And we gotta, well, we'd be happy to have uh, Tom Cruise on for an interview to talk to us about, you know, the second installment of, uh, of Top Gun. So feel free to reach out, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'll be sure to do that, and I'll, I'll send it your way because you know we wouldn't want something like that in our own channels. Well, true. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, Paramount did uh, reach out to AOPA. Did they ever say like, uh, sure, we'll put out the old movie, but how about hooking us up with Tom and talking airplanes? Yeah, well, that, that was uh, our communications team was handling that. And that was my message back to them: is yeah. uh, um, our, our willingness to participate would be uh, much higher if uh, if if you could get us an interview with Tom. Cruise about right. the new film, right? So, anyhow, but I didn't. They said uh, go sure pound right. sand or go talk right. to uh, Harrison Ford. We don't have time to you for you or something yeah, or some, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. What kind of flying uh, skills does he have? 
Is Tom Cruise actually Cruise? a real pilot and everything? Oh my gosh, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a hard hardcore. That's what I thought. Aviator, and he had a uh, as a. I'm told I may have read this in the tabloids, you know, that he has a a Pitts and a P51, and he flies one or the other of them pretty much every day. Really? Wow! Um, and he's hardcore. Okay, um, he what? actually did a lot of the uh, helicopter stunt flying for the last Mission Impossible movie as well. Yeah, uh, that's how they were able somebody. to capture some of the very, very good in cockpit footage. They had the cameras on there, and he was actually doing the flying. Yeah. Well, yeah, last week I worked on that film, and that, that's very much, much the case. He yeah. insisted on on doing the flying himself and being in a helicopter by himself, uh, which you can imagine the, the lawyers freaked out about that until he was able to convince them um, that he had the right skill set, and then he would he would practice until he got it right. Uh, and it's, and, and eventually they, they agreed to it. I think it was the insurance company that was probably even more panicked about the whole thing. Of Can course. you imagine having an A-list star like that? Uh, mm-hmm. well, I knew, insurance? uh, I knew he was into planes. I didn't know it was that much. I mean, you don't hear that, you know, nearly as much about him flying planes as you do Harrison Ford. Is that because Harrison has had a few more quote unquote incidents? You think, I mean, or has Tom had any incidents that have made the news like TMZ or something? Do we know Tom? I'm I'm not a, aware of, uh, of of crews having any incidences. There at least have been reported. Harrison has unfortunately had had his share, but he does a lot of flying and in, in, in challenging aircraft. I think yeah. Tom, while well, he flies a, a Pitts and a, and a P fifty one, his day to day operating machines are more like golf streams yeah. and that sort of thing. So he's uh, not exposing himself to some of the little airplane issues that uh, that that pilots face that are more likely to end up in some sort of a you know, an incident. And, and when you're one of those guys that, you know, the least little thing is the last thing with Harrison Ford was ridiculous. Yes. You know, it was the simplest of thing. And there was fault on, on, on the part, a part of the air or the controller too, by the sounds of things. Oh, really? Uh, I, see, I didn't know that. Fra- I, I, non-standard phraseology and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. And led to confusion. Right. And yeah. so I, I think there was blame on both sides of that one. And that was the sort of the thing that would, nobody else would, would ever uh, get caught out on that one. Right. But hey, he's Han Solo, you know. Like, yep, yep. you know, I, I did. I felt bad for him. I was like, I, you know, make a mistake, but then it gets amplified by twenty thousand, and uh, I mean, I, you know, you feel sorry for him. I mean, I did, but now that we know, maybe it wasn't all his fault. Of course, blame it on a Wookiee or something. All right, well, look, uh, that'll do it for this week. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's up, everybody? The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.